Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. This is one of those ongoing news issues, I think, that's probably always going to be. And and you guys know if you've paid attention to us here at um, Unapologetic, we we don't get into the political debates, and and that's not something that we're ever going to do. You know, we don't want to uh, go down the rabbit holes of uh, you know libertarians or or, or or you know Green Party or Tea Party or Democrats or Republicans or whatever it is. You know, we we don't want to tell you who to vote for or nothing like that. But one thing that I think affects us all, and, and politics do affect us uh, because it's the system of our government, but one, one of the main things that affect us more than anything in the realm of politics is a newsworthy thing that always happens. Because you, you're going to have a conversation with at least one of a few things with somebody this week, if not probably today. You're going to see somebody, and you're either going to discuss the weather and if you're in Mississippi, that could range from summer, spring, winter, or fall well, in an hour. Yeah, it could change during the day. Yeah, yeah. Or you could uh, have a conversation about how's your mom and them. If you're in the South, you know, checking on. But you're probably gonna you're probably gonna run into somebody, and you're gonna say, "Man, these gas prices are high." Mm. Or have you Amen. seen how much eggs are lately? Mm. Have y'all heard? Y'all heard? That's that, the one right? I keep hearing is about eggs. Yeah, like eggs, chickens. Yeah, everybody buying chickens right now. Building chicken houses. I know. Backyard chicken houses. It, it's it's the craze. I think sometimes it's just the um, it's an impulsive decision in our culture. When I mean, it's, it's like the toilet paper craze mm. in COVID. I mean, I know po- toilet paper doesn't spoil, but come on. <laughs> I mean, I saw people like had rooms full of toilet paper. Like, dang, COVID does that. I'm staying away from it. You know what I'm Amen. saying? But uh, I- anyway, it's it's kind of like that right now with eggs, and it's probably hypered, you know, to where somebody is not selling eggs like they think they should, and it got rumored. Any- anyway, but but what it boils down to is our culture, because we are one of the more opulent societies in the world, one of the most wealthiest nations that ever 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 existed. We're obviously thinking about money, um, how much money we have, how much money we don't have, how much money's out there that we could have. And, and we think about, okay, when this politician is in office, the gas prices are here, groceries are here. When this politician's in office, then, then prices are here. And so sometimes we get so fixated on you know, the economy that we forget that it's not about money or finances. It's really more about the spiritual need of a nation that leads a nation down a wrong road to whether there is financial bankruptcy, moral chaos, or things like that, right? And so I, I remember years ago, and I'm dating myself, but um, that that's one of the things that in Bill Clinton's era that was coined, it's about the economy, stupid. Do you remember that? That was a phrase back in that day. No, I don't. I don't remember that, bro. I'm not that old. I got, <laughs> I was born in the year yeah. 2000. Yeah. So this was longer than that. But you know, <laughs> but Bill Clinton, you know, it's there was a couple of things that that he is famous for. You know, 
yeah, yeah. I feel your pain. You know, that that was one. That's not what I was thinking. What does the word is mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Monica Lewinsky was another yeah, thing that he was famous for. But but he was he was famous for that thought too. You know, he's like, it's about the economy, stupid. And so the world around or not the world, but the US around that time seemed to say, Well, let's and it's a good point, let's forget about Monica Lewinsky's situation. Because, I mean, this president is helping us bring in the books. Mm-hmm. So we can overlook a moral lapse or, or a, a, a sinful tendency even in the White House and, and for the sake of, hey, I'm able to pay my bills. You know, so I, I, but, but there's two edges to that sword. It's not just one edge to that sword. You dismiss morality and spirituality when things are good and you got a lot of money and then on the back side whenever you don't have your financial needs to be met and there's no money in the economy then you begin to wonder okay what you you don't go back to the original call the cause of it you don't go to the source of the issue if we choose and 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 we've had this discussion on this podcast before is america a christian nation um if we as christians in this nation choose to live out our Christianity, then we've got to make sure that we elevate morality and spirituality above economics. And so I think, I know that was kind of a long introduction to what we're going to talk about today, but because eggs are high and gas is fluctuating and, you know, all these grocery bills is going to be crazy and rent's high, what, what is the main issue behind that and where is the importance or significance when it comes to the spiritual journey of Christians and the oppression of a bad economy. I don't. The first thing I wanted you to say is that there's nothing wrong with this economy, <laughs> and I know that because I heard it uh, said through the by grapevine? yeah through the grapevine from coming down from our president. They said there's nothing wrong with this economy. Banks are closing. You know, prices are sky high. Uh, about to have a, a financial collapse, whatever. Nothing wrong with the economy, and and as you said, you're right. There is nothing. You know, he he's right. There's nothing wrong with the economy, um, other than the fact that we as a people uh, have become spiritually bankrupt, and it it, it is reflected in the way that our country is not just being run, but being run down, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. So if you, if you look at the situation that we're in right now as a nation uh, economically and say that you're like some sort of financial scholar, you know, maybe you're an accountant or something of the sort, um, you're going you're gonna to go through the records and trace it all the way back and say, well, this is what happened and this is why we're here now. But you're saying as people of faith, we should look at a moral lapse and say this is why we're where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, you God has a principle established, and it's a principle for people, but it's also a principle for nations, which is a collection of people, right? I mean, I have, I have biblical principles given to me as a as a. Christian male who is a husband and a father, who is a leader and a pastor, who is in America, a free nation, uh, who is in, I mean, you can just trickle that thing down all the way to 
living in central Mississippi, you know, living in forest. There, there are certain principles that are given to me, dictated uh, to me through the word that I'm to live out. But whenever you start um, collecting people together in different groups, then the principles begin to expand, right? right. I mean, so I, I have certain principles that I need to apply that there's times that I personally need to do certain things in these principles to follow Christ and flesh out my faith in the Lord. But then you think about it, the leadership of Embrace Church have certain principles that we need to apply that we can flesh out in, in the experience of our leadership as a church. If our leadership is low, then obviously our leading is low and the people will not be led in a higher way. It'll be led in a very lower way and they'll be lacking. Sheep won't have the food or the water or whatever they need. Man, that's big metaphorically speaking. But but then then you you expand that to the church, right? And there's principles for the church. You expand it in the idea of a city, a county, a state, a nation. And so the Bible speaks not just to the individual, but the Bible also speaks to the nations. And so there are certain principles given to nations. So let me just say this. If you enjoy going to, if you're listening to this podcast somewhere else, this may not make a whole lot of sense to you, but just north of us, an hour away in Philadelphia, Mississippi, there's casinos, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to go to Philadelphia and spend your paycheck, and you think there's nothing wrong with gambling, but you spend your paycheck at, in Philadelphia at the casino, and now you have no money to pay your bills, you violated a biblical principle of stewardship. That personally is going to affect you. It's going to affect you, your wife, your kids. It's going to affect your who you're you're buying your house from or renting. It's going to affect the 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 power company and the water company and the gas. I mean, it's going to affect a lot of people. But you put that on the scale of a collection of millions of people who are doing the same thing. Then what's going to happen? Well, just you have a budget in your home. We have a budget nationally. If you blow your budget with your check at the casino and you can't afford to take care of your bills, put that on the national scale on the collection of a group of people where there are political leaders who are spending or misspending money, not provoking the economy in the right way, living in an immoral sense, and then, of course, what happens? Yeah. So, we, we, we go, I think it's like $30 trillion in debt. Right. And getting further and further and further in debt. And constantly having more and more and more problems. You know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, I'm 45 years old. And Why I'm thinking you're 48. about. Huh? You're 48. No, I'm 45. I'm 45. I'm not as old as you. Um, and I'm sitting I'm, here. I'm 38. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about how much right and wrong has changed in just my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you go on back further. This nation, you know, we're, we're almost 250-year-old nation now. Mm -hmm. um, or... Maybe already two hundred seventeen seventy six minus twenty twenty three. Yeah, right at two hundred. Let's see, that's twenty four plus twenty. Oh, we're past. No, that's quick no, math. That's yeah, we're right at two hundred fifty years. Um, so in that two hundred fifty years time, two hundred forty seven years. Is that what you said? Yeah, right at right at that. Yeah. So um, I wonder if they're going to be do like do something real big at the two. Listen, I'm trying to talk, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, if you had a 250th birthday, you'd want to do something. Oh big, yeah, right? yeah, I throw, I throw down, bro. Yeah, they're probably going to have Sam Smith and and uh, no, and we wouldn't and do all this that. Kind of, no. no, not you, but I'm talking yeah, about the nation. Yeah, the nation. That's the, the nation. reason we're well, in the shape we're in. <laughs> right, exactly, and it's because just like we talked, you know, you guys talked a couple weeks ago with the Grammys. You know that that was looked at by a lot of people as perfectly fine. 
you know, and that's the way things have gone. It is uh, continually, progressively gotten worse uh, as as time has gone on since the the founding fathers and they uh, founded this nation on godly principles. You know, over time, people have begun to step away from that. And and why is it? You know, we you have. I, I was thinking about this right here. You know, with my daughter being one years old, uh, she is big on testing us to see what she can do. You know, she'll slap her mom in the face and, hey, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, but <laughs> You might want to say that's a bad yeah, thing. But We know whose wife. Don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, amen. amen. Um, so, but she will do that. You know, she'll slap one of us in the face and we'll tell her no, you know, and she'll just kind of sit there and look and then she'll do it again just to see what's going to happen. You know, and I feel like this is the way that people have been over years and years and years. We see the rules that are laid out. We see how we're supposed to be, and we're going to push that envelope to see what we can get away with. Then we have leaders who are more concerned with being liked because, hey, a parent wants to be a good liked parent, not just a good parent, but a liked parent, right? You don't want your child to hate you. You don't want your child to be mad at you all the time. So you let the child get away with some things that maybe you really shouldn't be letting the child get away with. And so as a, a nation, I think our leaders are beginning to, are, are, are not beginning, but have been for a long time, letting us get away with things because uh, of the sake of popularity, Right, and so the moral compass is changing. Um, where where things that were wrong fifty years ago, seventy five years ago, now are just as good as can be. You know, we wonder why we have so many school shootings. We wonder why there's so much violence in this nation today. Well, you have to look back to hey, you've taken God out of the schools. You've taken prayer out of the schools. You know, we're constantly taking right away from people and we're letting wrong rule the day. And then we wonder why, you know, well, why, is, why is this bad stuff happening? Why is, why is all this stuff going down? It's because, of, you know, the, the nation is getting worse and worse and worse. The economy is getting worse and worse and worse. Whatever is getting worse and worse. Our morals are getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. We are getting, uh, we are being allowed to do more and more and more and more. You know, I got a verse right here, Proverbs 11. You three. got a verse? Yeah, I do have a verse. It says, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. You know, in, integrity is doing what's right even when nobody's looking. I feel like we as a nation have stepped away from integrity. Amen. Uh, you know, people are uh, doing right, you know, when, when, when maybe, maybe a little bit of right when people are around, but when ain't nobody around, man, how much, how many folks are uh, in their room at night claiming to be good people during the day in their room at night watching porn, watching, uh, you know, bondage videos, watching uh, violent things, you know, playing video games where they get to blow up little children and, and beat down elderly women, you know, steal their cars, what, you know, whatever these video games are. I don't oh, play video, video games. games. I'm like, well, I don't know yeah, I don't play video about. games. But we're stepping away from integrity. And then the verse goes on and says, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. What, why is our nation being destroyed? Mm-hmm. It's because of the, perverse, the perverseness, the, 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 the fact that our leadership is being perverted not perverted in a sexual nature, but that's that's there yeah. too, but being perverted in what we know to be right and what we know to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, it, it is a spiritual and moral fabric that has been decaying over a long period of time 
and we're seeing the ripple effect of it in so many other different ways. Right, and as long as what, we keep pushing... What was pushing, restrained years yeah, ago is no longer As long as people keep pushing buttons and nobody is calling them out on it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. There's, there's, there's two thoughts I want to share. Um, one about that is I heard a guy say years ago, before the devil will get you to agree and accept something, he will get you to laugh at something. Mm. You think about back in the day, I know I'm much older than both of you guys, right? That's what y'all, I'm older than Eli because I'm your dad, and that's just <laughs> the way it works. But Greg and I are pretty close to the same age. But Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. You know? Now that it's was, uh, South Park. South Park, yeah. South Park. Yeah, yeah, or a family guy. Or I was uh, a teenager, so that's that's been going on really? for 20-something years. Wow. South Park has? It started, maybe not... When I was 20, 19, 20, something like that. So that's been going. It's been it's been on air. Yeah. I mean, we could Google it and look, but I guarantee you at least 20 years. Wow. And the kids have not changed age, so. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. It's yeah. weird, huh? That is weird. It's what cartoons do, I guess. Yeah. You know. Hey, well, you think about The Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons They've been going on too. for 85 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Bart's still 12 years old. Yeah. The, the, the moral... Uh, decay in those shows. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of what it was. Y- years ago, uh, Cartoon Network, which I heard recently Cartoon Network has, has stopped. It's closed down or whatever you do with mm. channels or televisions. But um, it, it no longer exists. But years ago, whenever my kids were younger, we had satellite television. And we had, Laurie and I spent nine years without a, uh, any television at all, first nine years of our marriage. Um, uh, then we got an antenna, and then we moved on to, to a satellite we got Cartoon Network, and we thought, this is great. You know, Laurie can get some things done around the house. Kids can watch cartoons. I'm thinking cartoons like what I grew up on. Yeah. You know, Roadrunner. Bunny, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Tom and Jerry. So, there yeah. was a baboon that came through, too. Looked like a hospital doors, you know, the, the, the gray metal doors with the circle windows in it. And a baboon comes out in a surgical outfit, slaps a glove on his hand, and says, O-G-B-Y, and loving it. Hmm. Now, my kids are small. This is this is a long time ago. Yeah. And we were like, yep, that's off. And so we were like, no on that. No on SpongeBob SquarePants. Can't even keep his pants on in the introduction song. You know, so we just kind of started saying, because we, we realized the devil wants us to accept these subtle things because w- where we were going from, kind of like what we, we, had, we had talked about. Um, uh, oh, what's the guy? Mr. Rogers. Um, Mr. Rogers, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, what was his real name? Oh, I don't know. Fred Rogers. Wasn't Fred it? Rogers. Okay, Fred. So he was he was in front of Congress in the 70s talking about how little boys need to know their little boys and little girls need to know how they're little girls. And so, you know, what was happening back in that day was so subtle. And I think he had a discernment that we don't have. Mm. So subtle. To where now we're seeing, he was warning us about it, and it's here. Yeah. But kind of like, you know, they want you to laugh at things. The devil wants you to laugh at things because he knows later you're going to accept things. Right. So it goes from funny to tolerable to in your face really quick. And that's kind of where we're at with a lot of stuff in our yeah. culture. So let me say this. Keep rejecting the leadership of the Lord, and egg prices are going to keep going up. Amen. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Greg said earlier, you use the term moral compass. And I think that there is a, a, it's a very, very loud minority, I believe, 
mm-hmm. that is over time pushed for the moral compass to now have one single point on it, and the single point is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, and we can take all the other morals, and we can ditch them, we can forget them. The only thing you need is acceptance. You accept me as I am, let me do what I want to do, and you just accept that, and you do what you want to do, and I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. That's the only moral that we need as a nation now. When our only moral is acceptance, then uh, there's no real standard. Yeah. I agree. Man, I, I, I think back to a time when, you know, when I was growing up and everything, that where homosexuality was taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't, you didn't talk about it. If somebody was, boy, it was so secretive. And now if you don't come out and open, if you don't uh, accept that, if you don't agree with it being good, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. I saw a dude get roasted on a podcast the other day because he said that he would not sleep with a transgender woman because, because a transgender woman's a man. Is a biological male. And he said he I wouldn't do that before. because he's he's not homosexual. And they were hammering him hard. The women on the panel. One of them got up and walked away. Right, right. She's like, that is so insensitive. Right. <laughs> but but that's that's where we're at now. Right. The only moral that we need is acceptance. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, again, and, and I know we've got some other scriptures. you got any verses you're going to? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I wanted to talk about Deuteronomy chapter 28. And this is um, written for Israel, but I believe that it applies today. God says, um, It will be if you diligently obey the Lord your God and carefully do all of his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above the nations of all the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Obedience leads to blessings that overtake you. Mm -hmm. But then later on he says, it shall come about that if you do not obey the Lord your God and observe all his commandments and statutes which I charge you with today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And he goes on and says, you'll be cursed in the city, cursed in the country. Your basket will be cursed. Your kneading bowl will be cursed. Your offspring will be cursed. You'll be cursed when you go out and cursed when you come in because of your disobedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, this this is this is another thought too, and I know we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. But um, what happens when you have leaders who reject God and people who accept God? I mean, you're seeing a huge movement in other communist countries out there of Christians who don't reflect the same morals or values that their leadership does, and it's not a a nation to where you can vote people in and vote people out like you can in the United States of America. Right. Um, I heard a guy one time again say years ago, uh, we're so focused on the White House, we forget about our house. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't change what's happening in the White House, but you can in your house. And when you change what happens in your house, then eventually other houses will be changed, right? And so it, it reminds me of Proverbs 29, 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. That's why we're instructed in the New Testament to pray for our leaders so that we might live peaceable lives. Um, Again, nowhere in the Scripture does it say, um, I want you to pray for your leaders so that you can live wealthy lives. God is much more concerned about your spiritual health than he is your physical wealth. But to, to know that there is a connection between when the people do what the Lord wants them to do, then that's what changes a society, even more so than what some political figure does. So the cost of eggs may stay high, but I'm going to tell you, if we bow low, we'll see some things happen. Amen.
So thank you guys for listening. I hope pray that you are blessed by this podcast. If you disagree with us, then we want you to call us. Greg's cell phone number is 608. <laughs> no, but, but dude, there's, on the outro, there's a way that you can share back responses with us. You guys have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.